welcome to Soul Academy Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Catherine Ann. If you haven't met me or you aren't familiar with me, and you all know Larissa Martinsic. We are so excited for this. This is the third podcast that I've hosted, actually, Larissa. I don't know if you remember that there was one before Murder and Mediumship. And I just finished with that, basically. I was getting ready to start another podcast and make a transition into the self-care and the healing world. And Larissa was like, no, you're not doing it alone. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. um, I actually feel that sometimes as spiritual coaches and mentors and healers, we tend to work in isolation. And that can be a lonely thing. And for me, I don't want to be in a place where I'm creating and creating and creating and not communicating. So what people don't know is Catherine and I have been friends for several years and we have the same personal year energy in numerology. So we're both on a year three, which is the year of the communicator and the expressive soul. So there is no coincidence that we are launching this podcast right now at this time. And we're also launching it in April, which is the rebirth of becoming an inspirational teacher to the world. So everything has been planned out and I think it's going to be super exciting. And Soul Academy is really for every single person to come in and really just feel a place where they can grow or excuse me, where they can find a place where they can grow. Right, Catherine? Absolutely. With safety. And that's something we were talking about before deciding to officially go forward with this and and create the show together was the experience of like Larissa and most of your followers know. And if you, if you're new to Larissa and you're, you're finding this through my work, Larissa lost her mom just over a year ago. Yeah. This summer will be two years. Yeah. And, and that like being beside you through that experience and through that grief and, and watching how heavy and dark and, um, just weighed down that you were for such a long time and knowing you prior to that experience, it, it kind of like, it reminds me of what we all go through when we begin to, to experience our spiritual awakening. And a lot of people assume that it's always this big, like, woo-woo experience where you're like seeing spirit and you're connecting to like ghosts and you have like flashes of light and and everything's about fairies and, and the mythological stuff and the numbers and the moon cycles and all of this stuff and it's great that's all part of it but it doesn't have to necessarily be and I think that's part of what we talked about is creating the space for people to understand their spiritual awakening as a growth journey as well not just all woo-woo. We love the woo-woo, but it's not all woo. There's a lot of intuitive um, intuitive experiences that carry us through our daily lives that really play into, that are a part of our spiritual awakening and that really shift the energy for us. And I don't know, would you say that that was kind of losing your mom was part of like a second or a third spiritual awakening for you? So losing my mother was definitely like my third spiritual awakening. And I have to say, I did not grieve with grace at all. I did not give myself any type of grace to grieve. I was very hard on myself. And I don't think I grieved in a way that allowed the grief process to move through me. It kind of um, made me stuck. And, you know, everything about what I've learned and what I try to embody and what I try to teach is making spirituality simple. You know, we all live very busy lives. We all have, you know, relationship problems. We all have um, difficulties with our jobs, careers, home life, children, whatever it may be, identity, 
spirituality shouldn't be one more thing that you add to your plate. Because at this point in life, we are not full plates. We have buffets. Like everyone here is overloaded and it's very hard to tell someone, well, you need to do this at eight o'clock. Then you need to do your journal. Then you need to do your affirmation. And I have ADHD. I need to do things in the moment. I need to do things when I feel it and I have to make my life simple. So spirituality made simple is the concept of this podcast and how you can apply all these tools and these teachings to your spiritual tool belt. And what happened to me, going back to your question about the grief, I did not make grief simple. I made it very difficult. But because I am around so many amazing spiritual healers and I have dived deep, you know, I dove deep into this, I was able to discover a new set of tools. And with that new set of tools, it awakened me and it evolved me on my journey. Yes, it taught me many lessons that no journey is without the thorns. No journey is without the darkness. But with every darkness, there's this great shedding of the old soul where you're going to have this transformation into emerging into a newer version of who you are. So I am still Larissa, who has lost her mother, but I am a newer version of that soul. I am more aligned. I am more enlightened. And I think that that is the misconception about spirituality, that you're going to stay here. You're going to find this space and you're just going to be skipping and roses and rainbows every single day. But it's not. There's peaks, there's valleys, there's lows, there's real turmoil and real desperation. But every time you emerge, you emerge more full. You, you come out of it more whole. Am I making sense? Absolutely. I Spirituality made simple. It's so funny that you say that because as you know, I teach intuitive development frequently. And one of the biggest things that I teach is stop complicating this. Yeah. If you're having trouble connecting, get quiet. If you're having trouble connecting, go outside. It's not about all of these like uh, big productions to connect with your guides and make everything like just in alignment while you ground under the tree and the moon and the rain on the third Monday of the month and that kind of thing, right? It's literally about tuning in to yourself and listening. And that spiritual journey, that spirituality is supposed to be a place of support, whether that is God, your higher self, the universe, whatever wisdom you give that over to, it's supposed to be support. It's not supposed to be another thing on your plate or your buffet. I love that you said that. <laughs> you're so right. It is. Well, you, you know what it is too, you mentioned about these rituals and I love my spiritual rituals, but I have a problem with it. You know, there's a whole side of spirituality that nobody wants to talk about. Don't tell me if you're living your life in a low level energy, negative mindset, fear-based mentality. If you are critical of yourself, super sensitive, you're overthinking, overanalyzing, and you're judging other people 20 days of the month. When that comes to that new moon or that full moon, and you think you're going to do a ritual to clear you, it's not, it's sloppy spirituality because the, that, can we, can we get, a, can we get a, a phrase sloppy spirituality? Because yeah. you cannot tell me that if you do this one thing, poof, it's all going to go and, and be amazing. These rituals, these energetic days, these portals, these universal synchronicities, these eclipses, these moments of where God forces coming in saying, come on, we're giving you that push. 
It only enhances what you do every single day of your freaking life. Yep. So, and I just, on one of my latest episodes of Murder and Mediumship, by the time this comes out, there will be no more episodes of that. But on the latest, one of the latest ones, I talked about how if you're, you're, you're spreading this like idea of like peace, love, light, and all these things, and you get cut off in traffic or someone offends you and you rip their freaking faces off, you're not embodying that. It's not to say you can't be a little bit of a bitch sometimes, duh. It peaks and valleys. You just said it. But generally speaking, you should be meeting all of the things with grace and love that you possibly can. And well, I know I've heard you road rage. Well, okay. So I think it also depends on where you live. I live in New York in the city and it is really hard, but I bless you as I curse you. So I'm like, all right, go ahead. Have a great day, bitch. Like the day you deserve, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because my husband always says, Larissa, you're not all light and love. You're not woo woo. And I think that was what made it very hard for me to fit in to this spiritual space because I had this vision or this image of what I thought a spiritual healer, a psychic, a medium, an energy worker looked like, and it didn't match my day-to-day life. However, I am probably one of the most spiritual people you will ever meet. I don't know how to drop spirit I don't know how to have a conversation without dropping spirit in. If you're with me for five minutes, I'm going to like put the spirit on you. It's just a part of me. And that's when I realized spirituality has to be simple. So what are some of the things that I do? And Catherine, I want you to share some of the things that you do that make it simple. Every morning before my feet hit the ground, I spend five minutes on my beautiful satin pillowcases and I sit there and I create I am statements of positive energy. I am beautiful. I am healthy. I am releasing and detoxing all of this harmful chemicals within my body. I am that woman who moves throughout her day and helps other people's. I am always happy. I am always kind. And this is how I start my day. And then I move it into a moment of gratitude. And then I move it into an intention with spirit where I'll say, spirit, I'm about to launch a podcast today. I need your support and help to make me speak in a way that it uh, impacts other people, whatever it may be. That's, that is a non-negotiable. My day starts that way every single day. What's something you do? This is again, simplifying it. And it doesn't have to feel this is something that you do that a lot of people do daily that doesn't maybe connect to them as a spiritual experience. I go for a walk every day without my headphones in. I go for a walk. Yeah, that's the clincher. I listen to the birds. I walk and I inhale and I listen and I give myself at least it's usually like a 40 minute walk or so. So the first 20 minutes it's silence. And then sometimes I get the itch and I'll call. I'll call my mother. I love my mother. So I have to call my mom. Or I'll call, sometimes it's you or whoever it is. But I, for the most part, I I will accept calls. I don't typically place them on my walk. So I absolutely, unless again, it's my mom, um, taking that walk every day. And I haven't done it yet today either. It's completely a non-negotiable for me as well. And even if like the kids are all getting ready for bed and my husband's like getting them ready and he knows I didn't take the walk yet. He's like, go, (laughs) go do it. Cause he knows I need that headspace. See now I like to walk. But I like to walk with Pitbull in my ear. <laughs> and I like to do the hot girl walk. Do you ever do the hot girl walk? I am so hot. I am so gorgeous. I have the best body. Look at my butt. 
<laughs> it's so funny because you flip that and you take like my yoga practice. I practice at least five days a week, sometimes twice a day. And I think a lot of people wouldn't know that about me because I am kind of a hothead and I am absolutely um, a little bit of a spitfire. And I know that about myself, but I, I hit the mat to really release. And I will, I lately, especially with as much as I have going on in my own personal life, I'll hit the mat, whatever pose will hit just right. And I'll start crying. And it just wow. is such a relief. But if I am doing yoga without like an instructor and it's just like music in my head, it's so funny because it's usually some really heavy rock music as well. So you would think <laughs> it, it's supposed to be like peace, love and butterflies. And instead it's like, had like nine inch nails or something. So everyone I need to start them. doing yoga, but for me, um, I feel like power yoga and stretching is more for me. However, and this is where spirituality made simple, right? My home is a source of like, it sends my ADHD into overdrive. Mm -hmm. So if you tell me to go downstairs and put the mat, I might put it here, but then I look over there and I see a load of laundry that has to go in. And then I look under the table and I see, I need to sweep. So it, it, there's too many distractions. So for me, I have to actually leave the house. I get that. But I think that's something you can actually actively work on because I was the same way. I would never work out unless I could go to the gym. And now I'm three kids in with a husband who deploys all the time. And I I get my workouts in at home and my yoga practice. I've lost 12 pounds in the last three months, which I realize doesn't sound like a lot. That's a lot. You're tiny. But I've also done it while increasing my calories too, because I wasn't eating enough. So I increased calories, started doing yoga. I ride the Peloton every once in a while, not enough. And I walk every day, two miles. And I have lost that weight. And I all I, listen, I nourish my body really well for the record, but I also drink whiskey every weekend. So I got to there's like a given. I'm not giving up my tequila. You can forget and it. Yoga. <laughs> I'm an old man, I guess. I don't know. Well, you know, what's interesting is because I think you and I just having this conversation might help someone see that spirituality is a very unique experience. It is. And what works for me may not work for you. And what works for Catherine may not work for me. And I think it's about exploration. And I would really love to challenge everybody to take some of these ideas. So let's go through a list of ways that you can make spirituality a simple process in your everyday life. I want to start with the mind. Okay. So let's not, Catherine, you can do the body. I'm going to take on the mind. Oh, I got the body. Okay. So one of the things that I feel is a positive mind, but more about a focused mind. So I really feel to be spiritual, you have to stop thinking about what was, what is, and focus on what will be. So these I am statements are extremely powerful. And I love creating I am statements affirmations and gratitude lists and intention settings. So that's something you can journal and do every single day. I always tell my clients when I work with them, usually they're busy, high, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, they've got things going on, children, they really don't have time. And I always say to my clients, there is a reason Audible was discovered and created. You can really spend 20 minutes a day is all you need to listen to a spiritual teaching, a spiritual law, the universal laws or a spiritual concept in your car while you are driving to soccer or work or while you're walking. It is about multitasking. So that's like definitely something I always fill your mind, fill it with all this 
spiritual enlightenment. Some of the greatest teachers that I am obsessed with are Dr. Dyer. Um, another new one that I absolutely am obsessed with is Jeffrey Allen, Louise Hay, you know, Abraham Hicks. We also have, um, teachings of Theo. There's so much out there. Dolores Cannon. You can just, the, the list is just endless. So 20 minutes a day to improve your mind. That's my number one tool. It's okay to take a break from those spiritual teachings too and listen to something that's just going to bring you joy because I think we can overrun ourselves with that sometimes. That's a and, good point. And it doesn't have to be like so instruction-based, right? So just once in a while, I'll, I'll pause from like learning about trauma or psychic stuff or like my spiritual journey and work and just listen to something for my own entertainment purposes instead. Um, I do think taking a break is important. I, 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 cause there is something called spiritual overload. Yeah. <clears throat> so with the body, I, you guys, I think this is going to come from left field for a couple of people here, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I worked with a coach about a year ago, year and a half ago who introduced. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I'm sorry. Are I you ready? Interrupt. Okay. I know interrupt because I know like you see my face right now. Listen, we had this um, practice where I was supposed to teach myself to receive right with my physical body. And what's one way that we receive with our physical body through sex. And so it was supposed to, it was, it was um, said to me, like, try to have at least four orgasms a week. Like if you can do it every day, that would be great. I'm like, look, I've been in and out of tough spots in my marriage. I'm not saying that I had sex with my husband every single night. Okay. I'm saying you can have your orgasms with or without another person, okay? And well, according you, to Linda, my mother, says that the key to a happy marriage is three times a week minimum. And then when I was old enough, when I was old enough to realize what that actually meant, I was like, no wonder my daddy's a happy son of a bitch. So even if you're thinking like I'm not in a great relationship or I don't have a partner at all or whatever, I'm so sorry. It's time to get a little bit more in touch with your body. And I realize there is a lot that can go into that statement. There's a lot of traumas. There's a lot of like different things that other people carry. As someone who heard this sentence spoke to me and was like, okay, I'm a hair away from Amish at the time. I, it took a lot for me to really like embrace that idea. But I am telling you, you will walk differently. You will yeah, experience life differently when you allow yourself that pleasure and give yourself permission to have it. If you have trouble receiving, give yourself permission to physically have that orgasm and you will be surprised what one really big deep breath and a little bit of woo-woo time not woo-woo hey hey woo-woo is for psychic and stuff right the hey hey is in the bedroom it'll help and it helps you connect to spirit better too just saying you are correct and there's also um, a belief system that our ability to uh receive financial and material abundance is tied directly to your ability to receive sexual pleasure and I can to have that sexual energy. And it's also breath work and tantric um, touch. Mm -hmm. So you can actually have these type of experiences without actually physically being in the act of penetration or, or having a sexual experience. Okay. I said sex. Throw penetration in there. Like, what is this? No. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get? I don't know. I don't want to get flagged on a podcast of like a podcast naughty list. This is my first time. I don't know what I can say, Catherine. Shit. 
<laughs> but no, there's a little check mark, explicit content. Don't worry. It's like always highlighted on my on mine. So you're good. There's no one saving it. I just had to giggle at that like a 15-year-old child. Um so yeah, I think that as far as the body goes, that is one of my favorite tips. Um, because it's more fun than the others. So I like to leave with that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a question for you. Um it is fair to say that you, myself, and all of our viewers are here because they are currently on a spiritual journey, having a spiritual awakening, or have had a spiritual awakening, and now they might be in the dark night of the soul, or they might be moving to a higher awakening to the different levels of consciousness, right? Um, one of the things that I have become really aware of is the levels of consciousness where that first level, it's all about the self. It's all about me, me. What do I want out of life? My accolades, my achievement, the money. And then there's this level of martyr syndrome. Why me? Why me? But then you become a creator. Oh, I can manifest. Oh, I can create. Oh, I can do this. But I think the highest level of consciousness is when you understand that you are consciousness as you are and that you don't have to do anything. It's about being and becoming consciousness that we are the same energy that creates world that we are directly tapped into a higher source. And I think that's where I'm at. And I think that's where you're at. And wherever our viewers are, there's no shame in it. But I think it's about evolving to this really like highest stage. Do you feel like you stay there or do you feel like you can ebb and flow? I constantly ebb and flow. And I think that's why I get so pissed off because you know what? This is what I realized. This is what I realized during my really dark night of the soul is that I was so pissed because you know what? When you have achieved clarity, it really sucks and it hurts a hell of a lot more when you are out of alignment because you have experienced the other side. And I think what happened to me was I was so aware of the disconnect that it threw me into this really dark place. Um, and when I say dark place, I mean, lonely, isolation, um, feeling separate from everyone, not wanting to do the things I enjoyed, borderline depression. Yeah. Because I was striving so hard to get back to that place of clarity instead of honoring the season of grief and honoring the season of solitude. You know, we have four seasons for a reason. You don't, winter can't come in and and be gone in a week. It takes some time. So I think what people do not talk about in spirituality is that there's different seasons. And what would you say your low season is? Like, how would you explain it? Because I want people on this podcast to understand that if they are in a season of grief, if they are in a season of sadness or loneliness, that we've been there. For me, it shows up as going very, very inward very inward, like to that, I start to self-analyze. I start to get self-deprecating, which I'm fortunate that I recognize it now. And when I see that start happening, I will force myself into certain situations that I know I don't want to like socializing, Um, (laughs) force myself to socialize. I will force myself to call a friend instead of just sitting there and being sad and like feeling pathetic. And I know I'm not pathetic, but it feels that way. Um, It comes out for me as very like, um, restrictive with my food, I start to get very like 
into my own headspace and I don't want to take my walks. I don't want to do my yoga. I don't want to do anything other than lay under my dog and just exist. I don't want to eat. I don't want to play with my kids. And when I feel that coming, I, I recognize it now. And I feel like I can make it less intense by forcing myself to like be outside in the sun. Or just recently, a good friend of mine came back into my life at like the most perfect time to force me back out into like nature with the kids and having a good time mm-hmm. and like letting me openly laugh and experience life from a really light perspective again. And I think it was just because like so much was happening that the universe was like, you need this lift right now and we're going to give it to you because I don't think you're going to be able to pull yourself out of this one on your own. And so it's my point there is that it's important to recognize who's being given to you and who is around you in order to help keep yourself up and out of it. It's it's spiritual awakenings can be heavy and scary and they're not all love, light and butterflies. So finding that community is so important. And that community doesn't have to also be spiritual. They have to be supportive. I love that. I love that. It's huge. Because this was probably the longest um, spiritual low that I've had. Yeah. Um, and because, and what I found was I was ignoring it because that's what I do. When I'm in a dark place, I avoid. We'll deal with that later. Yeah. And I keep myself busy. So I'm distracting myself. So I'm never really dealing with what I'm feeling. And TikTok was a great example of that. Yeah. When I am in my lowest point, my ego takes over. The competitive Larissa comes out. The bull in the china shop who's got to get it done, get it done now, give it to me, give it to me kind of soul comes out because I'm looking for external validation instead of going within because that's more scary to me. So what happened for me was TikTok became my greatest achievement, but it also became my greatest source of pain because it was the thing that kept me from not dealing with my emotions. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell everybody this. um, I was so busy going on TikTok live or making content, pumping out five videos to seven videos a day. I didn't have time to cry or to, to journal. And if it wasn't for you, Catherine, I probably would have been still in that season of grief because you really smacked me out of it. But I also think spirit smacked me out of it because spirit was showing me all the signs and I knew better. Spirit was showing me the synchronization and the moments and the Every day I was pulling a card. Remember, take a break, take a pause, stop. I'm like, no spirit. No, I'm going to ignore you. And what happened? I became bedridden. I I became bedridden. I got really sick. I was covered in head to toe with hives and rashes. And spirit was like, oh, you won't stop. We're going to stop you. And I am finally recovering from being an overdoer, an overachiever, and somebody who is not dealing with the current situation. So when I feel something, I 1000% listen. And I think that I have learned so much in this darkness that it is going to make me shine bright, brighter because I'm so much more aware of who Larissa is and who I am. And, and I think that's the goal for you too. When you came out of your awakening, you all of a sudden knew who Catherine was. I didn't even realize I was going through a dark period like that. Like, I got to be honest with you. I'm only now realizing in April that the last like 
seven or eight months of my life, I was also in that dark space. I didn't know I was there. I thought I was just tired. And I'm going to be even a little bit more honest with you. Most of that realization is hitting me like a brick wall right the hell now <laughs> in this moment. And I, I do, I feel I had a couple people, like my hairstylist, a couple other people, they're like, oh my God, you were glowing. Like, you look so good. What, what are you doing differently? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm choosing my happiness. Yeah. I'm choosing myself. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because I feel such a connection to you because we have the same energy in our numerology chart. And there's no coincidence that we're feeling this now because we both were going through the dark night of the soul in 2022 and we're both coming out of it now. We went through it in very different ways. And this particular month is a universal month of an inspirational teacher of an 11-2, but it's also the same energy for us on a personal level. So we're feeling it universally and we're feeling it personally. And I said to you, we have to launch this podcast on April 11th because it is the luckiest day of the year. So that is what we're doing. Larissa walks in basically and like, what was it a couple weeks ago? Just for like, for you guys to really understand our (laughs) dynamic here, which you'll get to know obviously over the hopefully years of this show to come. But she calls me the one day. She's like, I want to start a podcast. This is how Larissa does everything. And you're like, okay, how can I help you with it? She's like, well, I want to do it with you. And I said, well, I don't really work well with other people. She goes, okay, but I want to do it with you. I'm like, I don't think so. And then like a couple weeks later, she says, you know, I really want to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll do it with you. Fine, let's go. Like, <laughs> let's just do this. And then, but I did say to you. And then yesterday or two days ago, we were like, let's do this. Let's pick a day. And I said, when do you want to launch? And she goes, April 11th. I'm like, Larissa, that's like a week. Like, we need a cover. We need a, like a feed. We need a host. Like, we need all this stuff. And she's like, I don't know anything about that. And I said, all right, I got it. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> and so here we are. And I, I can't wait for all of you to be on this journey with us because we say all the time we should be recording our conversations. So now here it is. <laughs> we have some really good conversations. We really do. We do. A, lot, a lot of spiritual ass kickings and you need someone like that in your corner, especially when you are us. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because I feel like sometimes on the spiritual journey, you can't go to your spouse. You can't go to your best friend. You can't go to the people in your physical world. And thank God for social media. Thank God, because this is such an, I think it's the greatest spiritual tool. So whether you're listening to our podcast, which I would encourage you to do just because, you know, I'm an Aries and, you know, we want you to listen to our podcast. But if it's not us, then you have to find who's right for you. No one should go through the spiritual journey alone. Who wants to do life alone? I don't. You think you want to do life alone hiding from something. That's what I think. Say that again. If you think you want to do life alone, you're hiding from something. Oh, that was good. (laughs) Catherine, that was a banger right there. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) That is so true because you're avoiding. Because if you're going through life alone, then people won't see what you're really dealing with. Yeah, I have had some... Really profound friendships affecting my my thought processes there lately, Ooh, and that's been one of the the biggest tell us. things. Tell us, tell us, tell us. That I have learned in this friendship is the two of us are in very similar places in our lives, having different experiences that are very similar. And I, this person, came into my life at a time where I needed a mirror image of myself and everything that I'm telling this person about their own experiences, everything I've needed to hear. So, as someone who has said. If I ever have to go through this again, if like 
say my marriage doesn't last or something doesn't work out in that regard, I want to do this alone. I'm never doing this again. (laughs) And I realized in hearing this person echo that back to me, I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to do this alone. I want to do this with someone who sees me, who values me, who understands me rather than just puts up with me and pacifies me and, and just like coexist next to me. I said, you don't, you don't want to do this alone, dude. You want to do this with some dude. You want to do this with someone who gets you and sees you. And you haven't done that yet because you're afraid to be seen and same. So you don't want to do it alone. No, but yet so many of us choose to only show people the good stuff. We never show people the bad stuff. And romantic or otherwise. Don't think I'm speaking just in romance, like romance terms. I mean, even your intimate friendships. I work with so many clients, women especially, who have a really hard time making lasting, strong, profound friendships where they can be vulnerable and so fucking transparent because they're afraid of being judged by themselves and by that other person. And before you're even giving that other person the chance to judge you, you're not showing up as yourself. So you don't even know how they would embrace you or how they would accept you. Speaking of friends, let's talk about how many you've outgrown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I think that's one of the hardest parts of the spiritual journey. You're going to lose people. You will. And that's something that I've been reading this book. I, I hate the title. I love the message. The book is called, there's a hole in my love cup. I mean, come on, man. But uh, that is so cheesy and awesome. I know, but he's a phenomenal. Uh, what author? His name is Ben Aronson or something like that. He's on TikTok. He's known as Badass Counseling on TikTok. I hope he hears this because I have a huge therapy crush on him. He's phenomenal, okay? Um, he's got a nice voice, I'm just saying. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he talks about how the only way you're going to have a relationship with someone when you go through these massive changes and these up levelings and, and this growth within yourself, the people who are going to come with you are also going to have visions and understandings and come to terms with the fact that their beliefs have to change at their core. Because if they don't, they're not growing with you. And he says, too, that's where a lot of friendships and relationships start to fail because they're not growing with you and you stop holding space for things that don't serve you. Wow. I love it. Can I share with you a realization that I had when I had my very first spiritual awakening? Yeah, please do. Okay. So when I had my first spiritual awakening, it was my very first encounter with spirit. And that was that we'll do a whole nother episode on this, but this was when my son was born two months premature and had a near death birth. And I I had an awakening that night where I was met by spirit. Okay. So we're just going to start there. And then on that journey, I was really trying to help my son develop. And within two years, my father passed. Okay. Now my father passed. I'm devastated. And I go on this spiritual quest to connect with him. So that started the studying. And I'll never forget. Here I am a mom of three. I have a now two-year-old, you know, a six-year-old, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. I have a very nice life, but I'm not happy. And I started to look around me and I started to see, wow, I'm not doing enough in my life. I saw some people around me that were older than me and they basically had the same life I had. I was a stay-at-home mother and they seemed hardened. They seemed bitter. They seemed angry. And I, and I kept feeling like when I'm 60, what will I have done with my life? 
I'm supposed to do more. I'm supposed to be more. I'm supposed to share more. But in this awakening, it was like, I felt like I had a this need to find a bigger community and connect. I was happy doing all of those things, but I didn't feel fulfilled on the inside. So like you said, I felt like I was being called Catherine. It yeah. wasn't like you, like you said, if you're, if I was a stay at home mother and I loved every second of it, or I felt fulfilled in that, then I probably would have been okay. But I did it. I felt like I was being called to do more, be more, but I had no clue what that was. I had no clue what that even looked like, but I knew that it involved teaching. I knew it involved serving and I knew it involved, um, the spiritual path. So I went, became Reiki certified. I became an energy. I did all these things. And I can honestly tell you that over the last 10 years, the way I started is not the way I am right now. Everything was needed. Everything was there for a reason and a season. And it taught me valuable lessons. And I think if I could offer anybody advice on the spiritual journey is that the way you start is not the way you're going to end up. And to give yourself grace through these seasons of evolving and growing and allowing yourself to make spirituality a part of your everyday existence. That's what worked for me. And it's not going to, it's like, it goes back to that idea of you can't have it all figured out before you get started. Because like you just said, you're a landslide away from where you were. Like right now I started my business in 2019 reading professionally for people. And I, I can't even tell you how different that looks for me now versus the work that I'm doing, which is more in, in the realm of uplifting women and helping them find their voices again and empower themselves and working with domestic violence survivors and uh, trauma patients and like, like stuff that is so much deeper than what I perceived a general reading to be about connecting to someone's grandma and wanting to know if like your marriage is going to last. Like that was the typical, but now once I realized I had this entrance into what's really driving people and what's really keeping them in pain, I realized I can also intuitively help them walk out of that pain and heal. And so in the beginning of this, I thought, well, I'm just going to make some money and I'm going to get to quit my table waiting job and really help people. And this is going to make me feel more fulfilled. And I was right. But I had no idea that at that point, this is where I would be years down the road, helping in a way that I like receiving messages about the experiences that people have had or reunifying with like their children that they haven't been in like contact with and like really making these profound healing leaps in their own lives because I chose to show up one day. I love it because we found each other. And, and I think like, if anyone's, I say this because if anyone's on the fence thinking like, I'm not good enough or I can't do this, or I don't know what my spiritual awakening awakening is leading me to, you don't have to know right now. You don't have to know, which as a control freak, a recovering <laughs> control freak, that's really difficult to understand. And it's really difficult to grasp. And Larissa, I know I've said it to you a thousand times, like, stop trying to figure it out. Just let it happen. And you're like, you don't even know what that means. Because it's hard to let it go. It's hard to let it go. And I think, I think there's a difference between having goals and vision and like having a goal. Excuse me. I think there's a big difference between having wants, needs, goals, ambitions, and then holding this place for a vision to emerge. And, you know, when I started my social media journey, I started it way before TikTok. But when I pushed that button on TikTok, 
I knew that this is the place that Larissa, the intuitive, Larissa, the psychic, the spiritual teacher, the numerologist was about to take shape because for the first time in my life, I was able to show up as this person without expectations of my, who I was in the past or, you know, what, what I looked like or what I friendships I had. I, I started fresh. I knew my TikTok was going to be successful, but I had no idea what it would look like three years later, where how I've grown, the people that I have met, the conversations, the community, you guys, all of you have saved me through some of my yeah. darkest times. And I always say this, and my, my husband says, you know, Larissa, you're really good at showing people who you are on TikTok the whole you, because if I'm going to show you the good, I have to show you the bad. I put my face on social media when I looked like an alien because I wanted to show people that it's not all roses and rainbows, that even your teachers, your guides, your spiritual uh, psychics, we struggle. We are human. We are spiritual souls having a human experience and we cannot avoid all of the human experience. Okay. You just can't, you can't cherry pick. I'll take a little of this, a little of that. I definitely don't want that. But the difference is as a spiritual evolved soul, you have armed yourself with tools and resources that are connected to higher consciousness so that you can move through these situations and circumstances with more ease, joy, flow, and alignment. And I think that that is why it is so important for every single person listening to understand you are a spiritual being having a human experience, and this is your spiritual journey. So you better wake up to it. Simple as that. And this is your spiritual community. So welcome. Yes. (laughs) You can't escape us. We'll find you. You can't escape us. We're here for you. And I, and I just want to say before we wrap this up, cause we've been on for an hour. Um, mm-hmm. if you come across Catherine or myself and you met us in person, this is exactly what you would get. Yeah. You would. Yeah. Yeah. percent. Yeah. And I just want to say that because this is who we are. And I want you all to know that if anyone messages you or DMs you and says, oh, you'd like a reading or, oh, I'm feeling some negative energy. Catherine and I are probably two of the most um, ethical and authentic creators here where we would never do that. That's not professional. Also, I don't even have time to like finish sending a text. Most of them are usually unfinished in my inbox still. So it's definitely not me in your DMs ever. Also, if I call you love and I don't know you from a really sarcastic standpoint, you can bet your ass. It's not me either. Because yeah. if I really love you. I'm going to say, hey, asshole, I got to talk to you. <laughs> What's up, bitch? <laughs> exactly. So Catherine, can I leave us with a challenge for the, for the April? Yeah, let's do this. You guys, this is episode one of a really fucking powerful journey that we're on together. I'm so excited for this. Woo! Leave us a challenge. Yes. So April is all about encouraging you to step into your spiritual awareness, your spiritual power, your um, spiritual guides and connection. It is all about spiritual enlightenment. 
So I want you to think of what I just said before about transforming from being a goal-oriented person into setting a vision for the future soul. And I want you to look at how you're going to incorporate your spiritual practices in a simple way. Every single day, start with one thing. We gave you a laundry list of ideas, but also surrendering, like Catherine said, that you are on this journey. You are surrendering to the outcome that it's okay to embark on this journey without knowing, right, what it looks like. And allow yourself to be an open channel to be guided and co-create with spirit. So here are some questions that we're going to leave you with. Because these questions are going to help you create the vision for your spiritual journey. The first question would be, what is it that is wanting to emerge through me? What gifts want to emerge from me? What gifts can I give to this world? What must I become in order to manifest the vision that is beginning to emerge? And what is it that I already have inside of me that can be in service to this greater vision? What do I need? And this is the most important one. What do I need to let go of that no longer serves me? So I can become the best version of who I was born to be. And I want you to hold those questions for the rest of this month and really think about them and really journal on them. Because if you do this work, the person that you will be in April, 2024 will be an amazing soul who's here to uplift, inspire, and serve others, whether that be within your family, within your work environment, within your community, you can make a difference. Guys, thank you so much for being here in episode one. If you're watching live on TikTok, you're going to try to probably be live doing this all the time. We'll figure it out. So thanks for riding through the glitches on this first episode. And you can see this on YouTube. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, all the places that you find podcasts and you know where to find us on our own private social media platforms. If you don't, always check the show notes down below each episode because I will have it posted there for you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And we can't wait to hear what you thought about our first episode and see all of you coming back again for the rest of our forever of this show. Bye, everybody. Bye.